God bless you. Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. We are so grateful that you are joining us on this morning. Go ahead and share this with your neighbor, with your friends. Let them know that you're watching K Chapel online and we want them to join in and worship with us on this morning. This is the day that God has made and we're going to give him glory, honor, and praise for he is great and he is greatly to be praised. Amen, amen. I'm going to give you a few more minutes. Go ahead, share that. Be a good digital disciple this morning and share that with your neighbor. This is no, is no easier way to be a disciple of Christ right now by sharing the word of God, by sharing it on your timeline right now. So let your neighbors know that K Chapel is on and you are watching and you invite others to watch along with you. The band is here and sitting in with us. We've got special guests this morning. Uh, Brother Maurice is sitting in with the band, and we're going to get ready, worship and praise the Lord on this morning. Uh, I think they're going to start out with a song, I Won't Go Back. And what a wonderful, wonderful reminder that we're on the battlefield for the Lord, and no, there's no need in changing teams right now. I won't go back. Come on, band, let's praise him this morning.
morning, Cave Chapel. Today's scripture comes from 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 13 through 17. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The barrels of meal shall not waste, neither shall the crews of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And he went, and she went, and did according to the sayings of Elijah. And she and he in her house did eat many days. And the barrels of meal wasted not, neither did the crews of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. And it came to pass after these things, that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick, and in his, his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. Lord, I want to thank you for allowing us to be here today, Lord. I want to thank you for protecting us, Lord. Lord, I pray that you continue to look over us. I pray that you continue to guide our words, Lord. Lord, I pray that you protect our city, protect our, our nations, Lord. I, I want to give thanks, Lord. I want to give thanks for all the things you have done for us, all the protections you have given us, Lord. I pray that you continue to look over us, continue to guide us, continue to give us the strength to make it through. I thank you, Lord, for everything. We ask these words in Son Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let the church say amen. Come on, let's say amen again. Amen in your homes. Amen in your house. Amen in your living room, wherever you are. Amen. Listen, we're going to praise the Lord a little bit. I, you know me. I, I, I'll do something in the middle of the service. I'm sorry, uh, but, but I, I know y'all can, can roll with us. Let's just have a little church this morning. Amen. Can we have a little church this morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Make it sound, make it sound like church. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it, man. Come on, y'all. Let's have church this morning. I am on the battlefield for my Lord. I am on the battlefield for my Lord, for my Lord. And I promised him that I, I would serve him till I die. I am on the battlefield for my Lord. Oh, I for my Lord, I am on the battlefield for my Lord, for my Lord, and I promised him that I, I would serve him till I die, I am on the battlefield for my Lord, y'all know the verse, I was alone and idle, and I was a sinner too, I heard a voice from heaven saying there is work to do And I took my master's hand and I joined the Christian band I am on battlefield for my Lord Come on y'all, let's have church I am on the for my Lord I am on the battlefield for my Lord 
promised him that I I would serve him till I die. I'm on battlefield for my Lord. Y'all play a while, play a while. his name this morning. Bless his name this morning. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Listen, it's time to give. Is that what it is? It's time to give. Amen. God bless you. We're going to get ready to give now in our offering, our tithes and our offerings period. We want you to prepare your gifts. Those of you who have not had opportunity to give yet, although we know that you can give at any time during the week on our K Chapel app, or you can text the number that's on your screen. Always, you can stop by and uh, deliver your tithe and offering by dropping it in the mailbox at the, uh, at the church or dropping it through the slot. However you give, we ask that you simply do so regularly, cheerfully, and liberally, for God still loves a cheerful giver. Amen. The uh, musicians are coming again. Amen. God bless you. I'm sorry for working y'all so much this morning. <laughs> Amen. Y'all come on.
Father God, we know that all gifts come from you. And in this moment, I just want to give thanks, Lord. Thanks for giving me the ability to give back. I know that no gift that I give would ever compare to the gift that you have given me. Lord, I pray that you continue to do with this offering that you have always done to multiply, to use for good. I just want to thank you, Lord, for having the ability to be here. We want to say thank you and we ask you for it in some type of Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, K Chapel. Bible study is back. Join us on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. for a virtual Bible study. You can join us via the K Chapel app, our YouTube page, or Facebook. We look forward to seeing you on Wednesdays. Is anybody there? Is this thing on? Hello, K Chapel Church family. I'm Pops. I'm going to be joining you for K Kids Live on Thursday, October 1st at 7 p.m. We will sing. We will shout. We will learn about God and all on Zoom. It will be so much fun. Join us. live in October. See all your teachers and friends from Children's Church. You get to laugh, dance, and learn about God. It's going to be awesome. RSVP now at the K Chapel app. kindergarten through fifth grade sign up now for cage kids live coming to you on october 1st via zoom hey k family last week i told you that we have an election coming up and that it's important for all of us to go out and vote well i think it's important but you don't have to take my word for it hey Kate family god bless you i hope you're doing well today Listen, I just wanted to come on and remind you all of the importance of voting this year. November 3rd, we have an election that's coming up, and this is one that we absolutely cannot sit out. Do whatever you have to do to get to the polls. Some of you may uh, not be in town, or, or perhaps you are in town, but you're weary about the pandemic and how that will affect the polling places and being safe during that time. What you want to do is what's called absentee voting. Absentee voting begins September 21st and lasts through October 31st. Those are for Hines County residents. You can vote absentee and not have to wait in the lines and do so early to make sure that your vote counts. Listen, I don't have to tell you that we've had some troubling times, some challenging times. I won't tell you who to vote for, but I will say let's vote our hope. Let's vote for better days. Let's vote for a brighter future. November 3rd, we've got to vote. Did you say something about make... voting? Who is this? How you doing, Pastor? Oh, wait a minute. Good to see you. Wait a minute, Pops? Yes, sir. Pops, let me get suited up here. How you doing, Pops? I'm doing good. How you doing? Hey, listen, you may not know this is Pops, you all. Y'all say hello to Pops. Pops is, Pops, um, where are you from? I'm from a, a little place east of Learning. East east of Learning? Yeah, it's called Taut. Taut, Mississippi. <laughs> Taut, Mississippi. Yeah, it's a real small town. 
Pops. Yes, sir. Pop, how old are you, Pops? I'm uh, mm, a little close to 80 and a little away from 70. <laughs> yeah, kind of like somewhere in between. Wow, wow. Well, listen, I was just telling the people that, about the importance of voting. Anything you want to add to that? Because it looks like you've been in the struggle for a while, and maybe were you a part of the movement? I was a part of the movement. I actually was. Um, uh, I marched with, with, with Dr. King. Uh, Yes, sir. I really? Was, uh, yeah. Uh, Bobby King is his name. He was a veterinarian. <laughs> uh, we, we marched. Uh, uh, he, I had a German Shepherd and he had a, a, a pit bull and we marched down the street. Uh, and I was a, a part of the movement. Uh, I had a lemonade stand and they used to tell me, move, move, pops, pops, so, pops, yeah. pops. That, not that movement. I, well, listen, I know you do believe in, in voting and yes, the importance sir. of voting, right? Yes, sir. Can you just tell them, get out and vote? Hey, we need to get out and vote. These times are tough. We need a proven leader. You know, I walked and I marched with Dr. King and a lot of people died so we can have the opportunities that we have today. That's right. So we ask you to pray yeah. and go and vote. I'm not telling you who to vote for, but go vote. And also take somebody with you. Amen. Hey, hey thanks, Pops. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Kay Chapel. let's go get it done. Go and vote and wear your mask. You see, I got mine. <laughs> Good job, Pops. Be sure you're connected to the K-Chapel app, our YouTube page, Facebook, and our texting service so you're aware of what's happening here around Cade as we continue to do God's work and grow his kingdom. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com, or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of... You got it. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for the just made announcements. We ask that you certainly keep all of them in mind and govern yourselves accordingly. Amen. Listen, I want you to lift up uh, Sister Ella Martin. I understand that she lost her sister on last week, last Friday, September 5th in Freeport, Illinois. And uh, we want to be lifting up Sister Martin and let her know that we are certainly uh, thinking about her and praying for her during this time of bereavement. Make sure you give her a call. Uh, send up some prayers for Sister Ella Martin. We love you. God bless you. And God keep you is our prayer. Amen. And we continue. We continue to pray uh, for each and all of our family members, all our church family members. Uh, also, I got a, a message this morning to be in prayer for little DJ. I got that message that DJ is going to be uh, having surgery tomorrow. And so we're going to be lifting up a little DJ. He's about two years old. Uh, we'll be lifting him up as well. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, I want you to be in special prayer uh, for the First Missionary Baptist Church family in Moss Point, uh, Mississippi. Uh, they lost uh, their pastor, uh, Pastor James O'Harris, who is one of one of our uh, state uh, vice presidents in our state convention. Uh, great man of God. He, if you, if you, uh, the the man who always opened up the convention with song. That's Dr. Harris, and so. Uh, he's a great saint, a great man of God who will be sorely missed. Uh, we will be praying for the Harris family and for the First Missionary Baptist Church family of Moss Point, uh, Mississippi. Amen. God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. We're going to get ready and hear the word in just a moment, but we have one more selection uh, to prepare our hearts and prepare our minds. Listen, I want you to right now quiet your spirit, quiet your soul, and, and receive this, uh, this meditative song as, as it ministers to us and prepares us for the word of God. Amen. God bless.
bless his name. Bless his name. Every now and then the old church would strike out on a hymn path. I would hear Deacon simply say, Father, I stretch my hand to Saint shine on me, shine on me. I, I, I wonder will the light have. First Kings chapter 17, beginning with verse number 13. There these words are recorded. Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, Neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. She went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. The barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord 
which he spake by Elijah. It came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick. And his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. I want to preach from the subject this morning. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming. You ever been reading a book or watching a movie? Suddenly a plot twist happens that came out of nowhere. Took you by surprise and changed everything. Have you seen, have you seen any of those movies where it seems like a man or a woman is driving a vehicle and talking on the phone and, and, and enters an intersection and boom, like that, suddenly a crash that nobody saw coming. Without question, COVID-19 is the plot twist of 2020 that nobody saw coming. Even though we built themes around 2020 vision and seeing clearly in 2020, nobody saw this year being what it has been so far. The NFL didn't see this coming. They didn't see having to pipe crowd noise into virtually empty stadiums this season. The NBA didn't see the playoffs being played in a bubble with virtual fans late in the month of September. Churches didn't see closing their buildings and worship services being moved exclusively to online options. Colleges and universities didn't see campuses operating on hybrid schedules and compressed academic calendars. Restaurants didn't see curbside pickup becoming their mainstay for income rather than an added convenience for customers. This is the year, Maurice, that we just didn't see coming. And the experiences and the happenings of life don't always announce themselves and give us ample time to prepare for them. In most cases, life just happens with no warning, no indication, no suggestion of what's up the road, what's around the bend, or what you'll be met with at the next intersection. And the best that you can do is learn how to manage the unannounced possibilities of life as they unfold. Because, hear me, Charles, there is no solution for the undetectable nature of the unexpected. It moves with stealthiness and surreptitiousness that is difficult to trace and to predict. There is no bell that you can put around the neck of life's possibilities to be forewarned of its movement. There is no app that you can download to pinpoint the location of the unannounced possibilities of life. There is no tracking device that you can plug into the thing that you fear most to keep up with where it is and know the direction that it's traveling. Life just happens and before you know it, you're faced with something that you didn't see coming when you go to work on a job that you've been a productive employee for years and your supervisor calls you in and says that he or she needs to let you go somebody ought to admit that's something you didn't see coming 
when your teenage child comes home and tells you that you're about to be a grandparent, somebody ought to testify you didn't see that coming. When your doctor calls you and tells you to come back in because he saw something on the test that he didn't like, you didn't see that coming. When your child tells you that they no longer believe in God, somebody ought to testify I didn't see that coming. When, when somebody you love surprises you with a lifestyle announcement, you didn't see that coming. What, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do when you're faced with something that takes you by complete surprise, something that blindsides you, something that comes out from nowhere, giving you no time or no space to prepare for it. What do you do when you have to deal with something that you didn't see coming before, 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 before I tell you what you do, here's what you need to know, that the course and the quality of your life is largely determined by your ability to handle the things that you don't see coming. I think I'll say that again. The course and the quality of your life is largely determined by your ability to handle the things that you don't see coming. How you handle what you don't see coming is what makes the difference. It's not the stuff that you have time to prepare for or the things that you know are on the horizon that you handle that sets you apart or makes you different. You don't get points for adjusting for what you know is coming. You don't get points for dealing with stuff that you know is about to happen. It's the stuff that jumps you from behind. It's the stuff that takes you by surprise. It's the stuff that sucker punches you. It's the things that creep into your blind spot that you didn't know that were there but's been driving there for a long time and the longer it stays there, the more a threat it becomes. It's the undetectable stuff that you only find out about when it's too late to really do anything about it to change its course. It's the things that cause you to have to regroup and adjust and compose yourself and pull it together and count to ten, ten times. Those are the things that really test who you are, what you're made of, and what's inside of you. The things that you didn't see coming. Because if you can only deal with the stuff that you know is coming, there's a large part of your life that then goes unmanageable you got to learn how to manage life while dealing with the things that you didn't see coming that's the situation in first kings chapter 17 things happen that you don't see coming in this text and as we explore this chapter some lessons begin to emerge about how we can manage the unexpected happenings of life elijah is a prophet of the lord been given the task of speaking a particularly hard word to King Ahab. Because of Ahab's unrighteousness, because of his unrighteous leadership in setting up pagan gods and marrying Jezebel and becoming, uh, and because of his personal sins, God was going to send a drought that would then destroy livestock and decimate crop, crops and lead to general destruction. Elijah follows the commandments of God and speaks this word of condemnation to King Ahab. And in fact, it happens just as the man of God has prophesied. No rain falls, no dew touches the ground, and crops and livestock begin to die. It's during this time that the first unexpected thing happens in Elijah that Elijah did not see coming. And that is the fact that the, pro the drought that he prophesied about didn't stop, watch this, at the king's palace. The drought that he prophesied about also, watch this, impacted his life. The drought that was sent because of Ahab's sins affected everybody, watch this, including Elijah. 
It's amazing how one man's sins, one man's unrighteousness, one man's foolishness, one man's irresponsibility, one man's arrogance, one man's pride, one man's narcissism, one man's, one man's, one man's immorality can impact the lives of an entire nation. Because of Ahab's folly, a whole nation suffered, including Elijah. He was the man of God speaking truth to power through bold and prophetic preaching. And somehow, Elijah was not exempt from the effects of the, of the drought about which he prophesied. Elijah never would have imagined that he would have to suffer while serving God, suffer while doing the Lord bidding, suffer while following the commandments of the Lord, suffer while obeying God. And here's the first thing you need to remember this morning, beloved, that faith in God does not exempt you from having to deal with the possibilities that exist in a fallen world. Faith in God does not exempt you from having to deal with the possibilities that exist in a fallen world. Christians get cancer. Believers have to bury their loved one. Disciples of Christ go through divorces. Followers of Jesus face fires and floods because faith does not prevent the unexpected from coming your way. What faith does is it helps you to manage it and keep your peace. Manage it and hold on to your joy. Deal with it without deciding to give up on life. Faith tells you that it won't be like this always. Faith reminds you that you you're not going through what you're going through by yourself by yourself. Faith keeps you steady in life's storms, anchored in life's blowing winds, and settles and secures you when you have to handle something that you did not see coming. Watch how it develops. God, God tells Elijah, go down to the brook. Stay there. For the brook would be his fresh water supply. But that's not all. God would cause a raven to bring him breakfast and dinner every day. He says, Elijah. You're going to be affected by this drought. The same drought that you prophesied about, watch this, is going to affect you. He says, but I got provisions. Go to the brook Cherith. And at the brook Cherith, you'll have water. And I will command birds to bring you breakfast and dinner. And just like that, the Lord made a bird, a raven, to not only find Elijah's food, but to deliver it to him. It was the first DoorDash. It was the first Grubhub. It was the first Uber Eats set up by the Lord. And like clockwork, every morning and every evening, breakfast and dinner came special delivery to Elijah. And everything was going great. Elijah had gone before the king, spoken truth to power, done exactly what God told him to do, and God took care of him. But Carol, after a while, the brook dried up. The stream that had been supplying Elijah with water dries up because there was no rain. And suddenly the thing that God had supplied for Elijah's needs is no longer there. It's, 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 like, it's like what he did with Jonah when, when, when that tree sprung up and surprised Jonah with, with, with shade. And then a, came, a, a worm came and, and ate the tree and, 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 and diseased the tree and it, it died. And the very thing that God had given as a blessing suddenly was gone. What do you do when what God bless you with gets taken away from you? Elijah's brook dried up. And Elijah didn't see that coming. If God can make a raven bring Elijah breakfast and dinner, surely keeping a little water in the brook was no big thing. Elijah didn't see this coming. And here's the first thing I need you to understand when dealing with something that you don't see coming. Number one, nothing takes God by surprise. 
Nothing takes God by surprise. When, when you are met with something that you didn't see coming, here it is, understand, God did. You didn't see it coming, but God did. God is not confined by time. He is not constricted by the past, present, and future tenses. God is eternal, which means that he was in our present. He is with. He was in our past. He is with us in our present and will be with us in our future. His presence stretches beyond time, through time, which means that there is nothing in our futures that God does not already see. There is nothing in your future that the Lord is not already aware of. God is not in heaven watching things develop on earth and figuring out what to do about it in real time. No, God is not taken by surprise by the twists and the turns of life that catch us off guard. He is not clenching his teeth in heaven as life unfolds for us because nothing takes God by surprise. And when you know that, you should gain another level of confidence and assurance in the God of your salvation because what you didn't see coming, God did. What you didn't know was around the corner, God knew. What you weren't prepared for, God is. What wasn't on your mind was on God's mind. And God isn't in heaven weighing his options or formulizing a strategy as life unfolds. What caught you by surprise is a thing that God already knew was on the way. God knows, and he does not need time to figure out how to respond. He already knows. He knows his response. He knows how he wants you to respond. He already knows how to handle what time has brought to you. He's already mapped out a response, already made a way, already determined a course for you to take. Paul talks about the Lord making a way of escape that you will be able to bury. What that means is that the Lord knows how to help you navigate what you're going through because he's already seen it. He's already understands it. He's already looked at it, already examined it, and already determined that you can make it through it. And watch this, beloved. He already sees you on the other side of it. He already has answers for your obstacles because nothing takes God by surprise. So look at what happens. I'm not going to worry you long because I, I know, I know you got you to gotta get ready for Patty and, and Gladys tonight. So uh, look at what happens. The brook dries up, and before Elijah can even ask the question, God gives instructions for Elijah to go to Zarephath. And there he would find a widow woman and her son whom the Lord had already prepared to take care of. Of Elijah. Here it is. Here's the second thing. Remember, when faced with something that you did not see, here it is. Expect to hear a word from the Lord. When you're faced with something that you did not see coming, expect to hear a word from the Lord. The Lord gives Elijah instruction about what to do, how to handle it, where to go. The Lord communicates with his servant, with his child. The Lord does not allow Elijah to go through this thing by himself without any insight or instruction. Go to Zarephath. There I have, watch this, prepared a widow woman to take care of you. Here's what you need to understand this morning. That when one blessing dries up, God is not running low on ways to bless you. God is not limited to the avenues that 
he has used in order to get you the blessings that are on the way. When the Lord wants to bless you, he can use the wings of a bird or he can use the barrel of a widow. When the Lord wants to bless you, he can put fish in a net or he can pull money from a fish's mouth. When the Lord wants to bless you, he can speak to the storm to calm it or he can walk on the waters until they settle down and flatten out. God is not limited in the ways that he can get his blessing to you. That's why you don't need to go through life stressing about this job or that job and letting someone manipulate you and holding your employment over your head. You need to understand that if that brook dries up, God has another way. I wish I had a witness in this house, another way of getting his blessing to you. That's what Paul meant when he wrote, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory. Rather than playing political games with people and compromising my values, my beliefs, my ethics to try to stay employed you need to look unto the hills from whence cometh your help and know the difference watch this between your supply and your source we sing that song all the time I was singing hallelujah I was singing oh Lord you are the source of my supply and oftentimes Pat what I've discovered is we mix up source and supply rather than mixing them up we need to distinguish between the two when we go to the reservoir and we look at that great big lake, we get mesmerized by its size. But please understand, that lake would be nothing were it not for the Pearl River. The Pearl River is what makes the reservoir what it is. Because the Pearl River is the source of the supply of the reservoir. I wish I had a witness in here. Yeah, the, the, the supply of the reservoir supplies Jackson with all of its fresh water, but were there no Pearl River sourcing the supply of the reservoir, then you would have no, I wish I had a witness in here. Listen, you need to understand that God is the source and wherever, if you're connected to the source, he can always give you a supply in another place. There are other tributaries, other companies, other employers, other opportunities for you to be crying over this job. If the Lord blessed you over here, he can bless you over there because he is the source of your supply. And when you're met with something that you did not see coming, expect to hear a word from the Lord. Expect the Lord to order your steps. Expect for the Lord to guide your feet. Expect for the Lord to shine a light on your path. Expect for the Lord to point you in the right direction. Expect for the Lord to show you what to do. I didn't see that coming. That's all right. The Lord did. And he knows what you should do. You know the story. Elijah finds that widow woman, convinces her to make him a cake. She says, listen, I'm, I don't have much. I've got a little bit of meal. I've got a little bit of oil. This drought has been affecting everybody. And it's affected us too, Elijah. And in fact, I was about to make my last meal for me and my son. We were going to eat. And we were going to wait for death to come take us out of here. Elijah said to her, I know that's your plan, but the Lord has another plan. He says, make me a biscuit first and watch the Lord provide. The widow did what Elijah said, and the text says that when she went back to her pantry and looked, Brother Davis, there was a little more meal and a little more oil for her to make a meal the next day. And then when she went the next day, there was a little more meal and a little more oil to make dinner the next day. When she woke up in the morning, there was a little more meal 
and a little more oil to make biscuits for breakfast that morning. The next day, a little more meal and a little more. And every day, morning by morning, new, new meal, new mercies, new manna every day. That's what the Lord does. He gives us what we need to be able to handle what we didn't see coming. And that would be a great place to celebrate and end this text. But that's not where this text ends. Because it did not take long for this great celebration of supply and source. It did not take long for this celebration of this high note to modulate to a minor key. As the household is being, being sustained in the midst of a drought, and every day the widow, her son, and the prophet are all eating, the text takes a turn. Something happens. The son of the widow falls ill. And that sickness is unto death. The boy dies. Can you say I didn't see that coming? I, I, I didn't see that coming. I, I, I was celebrating the supply of the Lord and the Lord miracle and, and God working with. I, I didn't see that coming. He just died. He hadn't been sick. Scripture does not suggest that this was a sickly child or that he had any pre-existing conditions. He was otherwise a healthy child who, who evidently contracted something. Watch this. That took his breath away. It's in the text. I'm not making it up. Read it. There was no more breath left in him, the text says. It was a lung disease. It interfered with his breathing. He, he couldn't get enough oxygen. And just like that, he was gone. Nobody saw it coming. The widow came to Elijah, and while he had been a blessing to her household, she now wonders if this man of God is really a curse. She says to him in verse 18, What? Have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? Text says, Elijah took the child from the woman, laid him on the bed, stretched himself over the child three times and prayed to the Lord. And Elijah asked the Lord, why have you done this? He didn't get an answer. But it didn't stop Elijah from praying. He then pleaded to God, said to the Lord, Lord, return this child's life. Listen, my brothers and sisters, I'm through. But listen, you need to understand this morning that when you are met with something that you did not see coming, number three, you got to take it to God in prayer. The prophet turns to the Lord, takes the boy's lifeless body and prays over him and there's something there's something that sometimes we give up on that we need to take to God in prayer there's some situations that you've decided cannot change that you need to take to God in prayer there's a problem that you're facing that seems impossible you need to take, take it to the Lord in prayer. The hymnologist simply said, what a friend 
we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear, what a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Elijah prayed, and he prayed a prayer of faith. He prayed a prayer of fervency. He prayed a prayer that got God's attention. And when he finished praying, in my sanctified imagination, the angels carried the message to God. When he finished praying, seemed like something stirred in heaven. When he finished praying, God heard his child's cry. In my imagination, I believe Jesus himself took the prayer of Elijah, knocked on the throne room door, of God's house and began reading the prayer of Elijah to God the Father. And as he prayed and read that prayer to the Father, God heard, yeah, the prophet praying. And I need to tell somebody today that God still hears when we cry out to him, do I have a witness here? God still hears when we lift up prayers to, yeah, the Father. And I believe that uh, when he got finished praying, that the Lord said, uh, I'm going to give Elijah the thing that he prayed for. In the law, all right today, but uh, I I believe that he did not do it because he changed his mind, but he did it because it was always in his plan. And do I have a witness here? And I need to tell somebody this morning that uh, we always don't know what's on the Lord's mind. Good God Almighty, uh, we don't know what the Lord has decided to do and how the Lord decides to move. Oh, Lord, we don't know how God wants to operate in this part and move in this part. Good God Almighty. But all we know is that when we pray and pray a prayer of faith, that God will... I said, God will, God will hear our prayer. Is there anybody at home today who can testify? There have been some things that I didn't see coming. There have been some problems that I didn't see coming. There have been some issues that I didn't see coming. But every day I pray to the Lord. Every day I say, Lord, Lord, guide my feet. Lord, take my heart and show me what to do. Is there anybody at home today that can testify 
that life hadn't always shown you what was coming up around the corner but every step of the way God's been walking with me God's been holding my hand say yes say yes and so and so and so and so when you when you don't see it coming I'm I'm done I'm through when you don't see it coming When you don't see it coming, God did. Are you listening to me? What you didn't see coming, he did. What you had no clue was around the corner, God did. And the fact Watch this. The fact that he allowed it to happen means that he already sees you on the other side of it. Hmm. Didn't see that coming. But thanks be to God. We can hold to his eternal unchanging hand he did so what a friend what a friend I can take it to him I can leave it there I can give it to him I, I don't have to carry it I, I've got a friend in Jesus if you're here this morning if you're at home if don't know this friend, you don't know him as your Lord and as your Savior, I want to invite you this morning to make him your friend. He's the God who, <laughs> he'll walk with you. Songwriter said he sticks closer than any brother. If you ever need a friend, I want to recommend Jesus. He's He's a friend who will never leave you. He's a friend who will stand by your side. I, I recommend Jesus. My, my, my. Because he's... <laughs> he's that kind of friend. Mm. If you ever my God my God that just came to me need a friend that sticks closer than any brother <laughs> who you got for me I recommend you
your screen. He'll be your friend. He'll be your savior. He'll be your redeemer. We're waiting to hear from you now. Call right now. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you. God bless you, K Chapel, for being with us this morning. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule and abide with each of you now, henceforth and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Have a good week. Go in peace. Bless you. Bless you.